You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Just a minute, i got to finish my butter tart. Okay, now I can go. What's that dog's name, that cartoon dog, Snagglepuss? That yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Getting the treat. Yeah, that's right. And it floats in the that's air. Right. I love that dog. He's awesome. You know what his name wasn't? Happy. <laughs> yeah, that's he was like a nice those, dog that didn't. It's like those bite flyers that was up on the wall, you know, missing. Black dog, one eye, three legs, answers the name of Lucky. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I remember Lucky the dog. Oh, yeah, we had a dog named Lucky. Yeah, you did. And then he was a great betrayal in the story of, was it Lazarus? Or Licking the Wounds, was it Lazarus? Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 That was a famous, famous story there. I remember that well. That was awesome. I'm so lucky. Yes. I'm really lucky. (laughs) The dog wouldn't come right away. (laughs) And then he finally did. I'd put honey on my wounds. As I'm laying That's on right. the ground, and the dog came up and was licking my sores. So. That's right. That's right. I love it. So you had one happy dog, and then you had one unhappy dog. And <laughs> then, we have, then we had Buckeye for 13 years, died on his birthday, 11 yeah, or wow. 12 or 13, something like that, like I really cared. Wow. And then. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Yikes. And now we've got Queso. Queso, who is. Nutso. Yes, he is. He sees other dogs. Not, oh man. Oh, oh, it goes crazy. So today I he's, took. He's him, a big dog. I took him out. He got an extra treat today, so I took him for a walk, and so he's he's standing there, and just staring. And I'm looking. I'm turning around. I don't see any other dogs. And he starts almost trembling, and uh oh, what in the world? And scampering Cat. right behind me up the up the driveway was a squirrel. He hates <laughs> squirrels. I mean, really? he's chasing them all the time, you know. And, I mean, he just starts trembling, and I'm going, no, 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 no. And he didn't. He didn't go chase them. And he, he's, like, trembling, sit down, gets back up. He didn't know what to do to try to behave, so I gave him an extra treat. Because normally wow. he would be running after that thing, and I would be drugged right behind him. Are, is your new place on the ground floor? Yes, it is. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. Good, good. Can't wait to see it. Oh, yeah. You're always do you have the Al, Do you have the Al Stone Memorial Bedroom there? We do. Yep. Oh, good. Because yep. it's always a great place to crash at the Wolven's house. I'll give you the address later, everyone. Yeah. Just go by. Just Absolutely. knock on the door and go in. Denise just would love it. come on in. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just watch out. Don't leave your door open because Queso will get into everything you own. Oh, yes. I speak from experience. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hurting, <laughs> great segue. We haven't even touched on the hurting part of yes this healing. 
uh, or the healing, I should say. We've talked about the hurting. We haven't talked about the healing, I should say. How do we how do we get people to that healing point? How do you how do you, how long does that take? What does it take in your experience? What's what's that involve? It's never done. Yeah. It's never over. Yeah. You're um right. I, I my goal is that you can get someone to be able to talk about it without the pain. To me that that's where you want to be able to be. Once somebody's able to converse about now, I'm not saying get up and give a testimony publicly, something like that. But, but uh, if you can begin to get to the point where you can talk about it without the pain, I think that you're you're in the healing process. But I think it's just continual. You know, it makes yeah. us who we are. Um, if you've ever been, you know, maybe maybe. Give this example. It's not even close, but just an example. Um, we moved a lot. My dad pastored different churches, and, you know, we'd go somewhere like half into the school year. So I was in 11 different schools in my life. And, you know, I was I was not necessarily outgoing, um, and it took, me, it took me a little bit to learn to be friendly and make friends but whenever you go to so many different schools you have to sort of you know learn you're always the new kid and you're never the you know the the giant handsome individual you know that is mr popular and great on the athletic field and everything so um it took me a while to learn to be friendly and and i can look back i i don't think that's the reason my dad was moved around i don't think god moved my dad around just so I could learn to be friendly and and know what it's like to not have friends. But what that did to me is now I'm I'm usually looking for somebody who's like standing on the outside to be invited in, you know, right. in a conversation at church, whatever it is, you know, maybe you're standing in the aisle and you're talking to three or four people and somebody is a, a pew or two away just standing, you know, I will like try to move out and then say something to them to draw them into this conversation because I, I knew what it was like to be on the outside looking in so many different times. And as a kid, that sort of hurts. Now, nothing like what we're dealing with, but just a brief example. So, you know, you're able to recognize some things. Like you said, your mom pointed this guy out because there are some things that that were red flags to her and so right. you know what what we're able to do is when you're able to get to that point of healing the way you could help people and you don't have to necessarily address what happened to you but you're looking for those who need help who need encouragement and to be able to give it is such a blessing for you and it helps you to heal better too yeah I think of people that have lost a child. Oh, yes. And I've heard so many parents say, there's not a day goes by that I don't think about that child. Somehow, oh, yes. some way, I see their picture. I, I hear someone who sounds like them. I hear a child laugh, and I think of them. And every day they think of that child until they pass away. And I think that's not only just the loss of a child. I think it's the injury of a child, speaking of that person themselves, they get injured as a child. There's not many days that don't go by that they think about 
what their life would have been if that had not happened or you know where that person is and, and I dealt with a person one time and they said the reason I came forward was because I thought that person's out there maybe doing what they did to me to someone else and I'm not going to let that happen again and so they went to the authorities they brought charges the person was found guilty the person went to prison was the person that was injured ever completely satisfied no no you can't you can't take away what's happened and so that hurting person is going to hurt for most of their lives they'll overcome they'll go on they can be very um, complete in many ways but there's always going to be an aspect of that hurting and as a spouse you've got to remember that I remember a friend his wife was raped um, as a as a girl and he had a prison ministry and every time he went to the prison he wondered I wonder if the guy that raped my wife is in here I wonder if he's here he could never know he would never know but that was in his mind and I think it was in her in her mind as well and so those kind of things bring back you know the past and they have to deal with that on a regular basis yeah um, when as I deal with these things you don't usually go right to the core. You're dealing with something on the periphery, and mm-hmm. as you as you work your way in, you usually find out these situations later. Very, very rarely does somebody usually, you know, start talking to you and reveal, well, this happened to me. It's usually something you get to eventually, and you're dealing yeah. with other with other things and. And I think once somebody can find a a victory in their life over some issue, and you know it may be you know whatever it is, anger or you know gossip, what, what, whatever we would say, that you're beginning to deal with maybe a bit of bitterness. And once they can find victory, and they the Holy Spirit is they're allowing Him to use the Word to get to get healthier. And to get that healing, it winds up sort of going in, and eventually you're able to deal with some of those core issues that that somebody has. But you're talking a long time. I mean, you, you're generally talking a long time, a lot of a lot of prayer, a lot of scripture. Um, you know, trying to help that individual. But you know, they just need to get back and learn that they can trust God. They can trust their spouse. This spouse isn't maybe like the other spouse, you know, that that was cheating on them or something. They can trust God that, you know, not everybody in their family is going to die or, or, you know, something's going to, you know, happen to them badly. Uh, learn to trust authority. Learn to trust a preacher again. You know, so yeah. uh, we do need to be very careful as pastors to uh, try to be just and fair and, uh, you know, just christian in in the things that we do because we never know who may be assessing us to see if we can be trusted because they're hurting right i would say um i've had people tell me i'll never go back to an independent baptist church because this happened in independent baptist church can i tell you that that happens in all churches bad things happen in all churches and some people have told me I'll never go back to church because it happened in a church. 
could I tell you that bad things happen in the world too? It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. As long as there's sin, as long as there's a devil, as long as there's people, there, there are going to be those things. Don't walk away from the Lord. Don't walk away from church. Don't walk away from, you know, our churches because something bad happened. That's that's where we find the healing and the help. I do want to say this: that if you're a pastor and someone comes to you and says, "I was hurt," you as a pastor have a huge responsibility to take care of that properly. Let me say, Brother Wolven, I, I'm coming to you. Somebody has somebody has hurt me. I, I had a man who molested me as a child. And I'm in the church. You're my pastor. And I come to you now as a teenage boy. This happened when I was 10. I'm not coming to you at 15. And I say, a man in our church hurt me when I was 10. He, he touched me. He fondled me, whatever. What do you do? What are the steps that you now take? All right. Every situation is a little bit different. Yes. But, you know, the first thing is I meet with you and your parents if mm-hmm. they're not with you. We're, we're yes. meeting with you and your parents, and we're meeting today. It, we're not just, yep. uh, well, let's set this up for next week. It, we're meeting today. Once mm-hmm. you and your parents have agreement of, okay, this needs to be dealt with, I'm telling you, you go to the police. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you immediately do that if somebody goes to the police and has a complaint on someone, anyone in our church it they step down from their authority it, it's we spent six months as we're re, rewriting took us like a year and a half but six months of rewriting our church constitution is on how to get rid of your pastor uh appropriately you know so mm-hmm. uh we have we have in our situation if if a pastor is under some kind of investigation that that's not you know well you preached when you shouldn't have during covid so we're going to throw you in jail but but some kind right. of a misbehavior uh against uh, uh, against the word and or against the congregation um you know that he is on like an administrative leave forgot the term that we had for it and so he's not even in the pulpit while that investigation is going on you know it just takes two-thirds of the deacons to agree to uh, put him on you know like an administrative leave and so he's welcome to attend church but he can't get behind the pulpit so you deal with it you deal with it we are not set up to do our own investigation every pastor has that inclination where they go well let me start interrogating people you know what you leave it up when it when you when it's a crime you leave it up to those who deal with crimes to investigate you don't you don't leave it up to us who are unprofessional i i agree with you completely um i think first of all you have to let that individual know that i'm going to do my best to get to the the bottom of this we're going to take care of this back in back in my day our day a lot of pastors had this idea that you had to protect the church at all cost you you had to you know keep it from getting out you had to keep it from the um you know public finding out that something happened in the church and a lot of stuff was kind of just pushed away and that's not the way to deal with it that's we have to understand that the church is every individual person 
And the least of those in the church is as important as the most of those in the church. And so I would say I think we're doing a better job of that today than maybe we did in the past. And I think that we've got to keep in the forefront that we have got to we have got to help every individual. And as you said, each case is different. And it may not involve the police. It may just be something where it was inappropriate or something inappropriate was said. You've got to deal with that. Every one of those. And it's hard and it's embarrassing sometimes and it's difficult. And I'll tell you this, if you don't deal with it and, and word gets out in the church or if you don't deal with it and it comes back and you're the pastor and you didn't deal with it, you're in serious trouble. You're, you're going to lose your position. You're going you're gonna to lose face if nothing else. So I would say that in trying to help the hurting, dealing with that hurt means dealing with the problem and dealing with it properly and quickly. And don't don't think that by just poo-pooing that idea or pushing it aside or trying to hide it that that's going to resolve it. You're not helping those who've come to you that are hurting. Yeah. Uh, the instance I gave, that would be like something like sexual molestation. Now, I, I have dealt with in the past, I remember one Sunday afternoon, a woman calling me whenever I was the bus director there at Cleveland, and she said that her child on the bus said that a bus worker touched her inappropriately. Mm. And so mm. when, when the bus came back, you know, I, I got on it and, uh, you know, talked to everybody that was there and I want to know the situation. And the individual said, no, she wa- she wasn't. She said that she was sitting on his lap and he touched her inappropriately. And he said, I never I never even had her sitting on my lap. I, I was another seat away. And two or three workers, you know, were like, yeah, that's exactly true. So then I said, all right, then can two of you come with me? We're going to go to this lady's house and we're going to address this situation. And so. Um, you know, we addressed it with her and she went, okay, no problem. I'm just, you know, that's all that she said. So, you know, the girl got in trouble for lying because she was just lying big time. Mm. But, uh, so whenever I said that, I'm talking about something that is so egregious. Uh, Yeah. You want to, you want to get to the truth and find out, you know, the truth. But whenever you get into those you know, very detailed, extremely egregious wrongs. I don't think that we're capable of handling that. So I just want to clarify, as as we said, every situation is a little bit different. But uh, you know, the main thing is when somebody's been injured, it's not up to us trying to find out the truth. You know, I did in that situation, but. Uh, whenever you're talking about something really, really egregious, I, I think it's past our capability of finding those things out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. There are a lot of hurting people out there. Oh, yes. And there's an opportunity to help many of them. Be kind, be considerate, be sympathetic. If you've been hurt by someone, you've maybe you've been hurt in the loss of a child, maybe you've been hurt in someone hurting you physically, mentally, spiritually, help someone else through that. If you've gone through it and been successful in overcoming and moving on, still carrying it with you, but you've been able to you've been able to return to a somewhat we say normal life, please help someone else. And 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 don't go looking for it. But if it comes your way, 
be that person that can help, you know, help in that situation. That would be awesome. I'm Al Stone. I am in St. Thomas. And uh, I really feel for those today that I've had to go through some of these things. I speak from experience in having family and, and some dear friends who've had to suffer through these things and dealing with the emotion of 20, 30 years. It's tough. It's tough. And if you're out there today and you're hurting today, again, feel free to contact us and let us know that we might be able to help and direct you in some way to get some help. I'm Al Stone, and uh, I'm thrilled today that we have a loving God who does care and wants to help. You can get back to the point of having joy in your heart and in your soul because that's yep. what the Holy Spirit does. The, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, one of the aspects, is joy. And so the Lord wants you to have that joy back in your life. If you don't have it, then take those scriptural steps to try to uh, get back in because there's nothing like the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless you to those that are hurting today. We, uh, Our heart goes out to you. We are praying for you. And as uh, Brother Stone said, if there's something we can do to help, we're glad to do it. Teens, young adults today, uh, don't put yourself in a situation that you may wind up regretting for decades and decades and decades to come. Do right. Yeah. Obey the Scriptures. And you'll be able to look back on your life as two older guys, one almost yeah. 60. Good grief, almost. man. Uh, yeah. I can look back on my life and, yeah, I've made some mistakes and I've had some, some sorrow. But I can't look back on my life and go, oh, it's so filled with regret. I mean, I, I look back right. at, at a life that I, and I feel like I've lived a charmed life to some extent that some of the things that uh, – that we've never had to face yet even though we've had to face some sorrow it's unbelievable that uh, that that God can be so good one of you trust him as a young child and as a teen and as a young adult then you know you're going to wind up living with no regrets later yeah yeah well tough week but a good week amen we're going to be back on Monday with a brand new topic join us we hope you have a great weekend worship the Lord, thank the Lord for his goodness, help somebody along the way. This is Tim Talks. We're glad that you're with us. Continue to send us some great questions and some great topic Man. ideas. We sure appreciate it. This is Tim Talks. Have a great weekend, eh? From Al and Dan and Brother Harness, who's now going to take us out. Have a great weekend. Hey, wait a second. Yeah? You did have a birthday this week. This week yeah. that's on air. Yeah. You are 60. I am 60. As we record this, hasn't you, happened yet, but you well, are Why do you think I had the butter tart? Airs. Yeah, that's why I had the butter tart. I was celebrating my birthday. <laughs> Forget your cake. I'm going with the tart. <laughs> well, happy Tim birthday. Talks. Have a, thanks, man. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.